Good day. And uh, this is Brother Fred from the DBSG. And as, as I always say, hello, hello, hello out there. And we're back again for another wonderful podcast. We have uh, tonight our another alum of the uh, DBSG, Sister Michelle. Say hello, Sister Michelle. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. And DBSG and fans out there, we have a very special guest joining us tonight. Sister Tamaya, say hello. Hello. That's all she said, too, is hello. <laughs> <laughs> DBSG, Discipleship Bible Study Group. For all you listeners out there, um, return fans, thank you for coming back and listening to us. Anybody that's new to DBSG's mission is to spread the good news, the word of Jesus. Jesus commissioned all his believers to go out there and spread the good news. That's, that's what we do. And we're very blessed to live in a day and age where we could sit in the comforts of our home, drinking a nice warm uh, tea and have our word reach hundreds, tens of thousands or millions of people. So will it God be the glory on that one? But uh, tonight we're going to talk about um, our topic for tonight is show me the money. And if anybody ever seen that movie, you know, you know, it was all that movie was all about money. And what we're doing in this particular series leading up to, uh, usually we do our series in a sets of five, and we put them out there on many different platforms so that you can uh, listen to it on your favorite venue. But we are talking about what's happening in the last days leading up to the, um, the great tribulation, Daniel's uh, troubles, that great period where God is going to pour his wrath out on this earth. And of course, preceding that, is the um, pre-rapture uh, harpazo, the, the rapture, raptural, but that's coming. And what we're going to do is we're going to go into about uh, five lessons as to what's happening in today's world that's prepping us for that. Tonight, we're going to talk about finances and money and global wealth and economies and things of that nature to let you know because people can always say, well, there's always been bad things going on since the beginning of time. But in the time period we're in now, nothing like it has ever occurred on this planet. So that's something to be said. And we're going to go into all that, those reasons and more. So without any further ado, let's start out by uh, explaining what Show Me the Money is all about. So I usually like to open up with some scriptures to get us into that right frame of mind. First, I'm going to start with Hebrews 13.5. It says, keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. Amen to that. The second one, Matthew 6.24. No one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Woo! I, I think that's sort of self-explanatory. <laughs> and the last one, Proverbs 11.4. Riches do not profit in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers death. So ladies, Start with uh, Sister Michelle, and then we'll get uh, Sister Tamaya's 
point of view, based on what you're seeing in the world at large, what is your viewpoint on what's happening in the world economies, monies, different financial systems? What, what are you seeing happening in your opinion? People are mad. I'm seeing that more than anything. People are upset. We're in an economy right now where prices are going up. Pay is not going up. Product is going up. I mean, it's, it's really bad right now. I was listening to the news and they were talking about how they're trying to see if we're going to end up into a recession. That's not going to be a good look. So we really have to ask ourselves, what are our government doing to prevent this? They got their hands in so many different things. You know, they really need to take a couple of steps back and reevaluate, reassess what is going on right now and how they can truly help the people. Because the truth of the matter is, the rich stay rich. The wealthy end up poor, and the poor get poorer. So what exactly are they going to do to help keep us out of the binds that we tend to continue to get ourselves in? Amen to that. I think you definitely um, hit the nail on the head with what's going on in the world right now. And one of the things we're going to do tonight with the message, we're going to talk about how everything you said is occurring, who's behind it and how it is occurring. Uh, Sister Tamaya, what is your take on what's happening all around us here? What's going on? Um, my take is I feel like how money is and I feel like it got worse because nowadays, like I say, people my age or like, like. 20 or younger than that it's like they think if they don't have money they don't have nothing like money is not everything and I feel like people in their mindset like they think money is like power it's like you flex about money you show out about money but that's when people start to lose themselves like you said like you can't have God and money at the same time because some people let money get over their head that they're start they not humble no more. They're not their self, they just a different person. And it just it's just crazy. So I just feel like people think money is just just everything, which is not. Amen. Amen. I really Amen. like that. Yeah. I really like that. What's interesting, uh, ladies, is this, and listeners, is this, you know, we, we're still, they've downgraded this uh, pandemic to an endemic, and I'm going to talk a little bit later about the pandemic. A lot of people got rich during this, this uh, pandemic, um, into this almost, into a recession, and there are, people got rich, and I'm like, wait a minute, if the poor are poor, um, and, and there's more millionaires that were formed during this time period. Where did the money come from? It came from yeah. us. It came from the middle class because we're the only ones yeah. who really have the money to give. 
Here's some interesting, and one of the things I like to do, listener, and Sister uh, Tamaya, is I like to pull up facts. So I I pull up a lot of statistics to kind of let the listener know exactly what's going on, okay? So there are more millionaires in the U.S. uh, than any of us may think. Here's some interesting stats about millionaires. 22 million, there are about 22 million millionaires in, in the U.S. right now. 22 million millionaires. Um, 8.8% of adults are millionaires. 33% of U.S. millionaires are women. So that's about one third. Having uh, right around $1 million puts you in the top 10% of wealth in the U.S. So when we say millionaires and, you know, you have to really sort of redefine this definition or some of these things I'm giving you because most of those 22 million millionaires are not what what we would call filthy rich. They're not like they're not Kanye rich, right? <laughs> so, or who has even more money than him, right? Michael Jordan rich. They're not billionaires. Um, most of them are what we would call working class millionaires, meaning that they work right. 12 to 16 hours a day. They may own their own business, but they work 12 to 16 hours a day. Their companies are making a lot of money, but they're only dragging home one to three, four million dollars. So they're still considered wealthy. Okay, Um, there are about fifty six point one million millionaires globally, a ten point two percent increase from twenty nineteen. And what happened after twenty nineteen to today? The pandemic. So you're trying to tell me we got a ten percent increase in the world of millionaires? During a pandemic, when you couldn't find milk, gas prices went up, people weren't working. Look at what happened in America. People were sitting at home, get, you know, getting paychecks from the government. Are you kidding me? I mean, really? I mean, what, what do you ladies think about that information I gave you? Online ordering. <laughs> Online ordering. Will make people me a might have been. People, people were sitting at home and they didn't have anything to do. So guess what? Online shopping, real estate, real estate shot through the roof. Why? Because people didn't have money, paid a rent, and they lost their homes. They lost. You might have had a whole bunch of people to get rich. But you also had even more people to lose everything. That is true. So you really, you know, you you really have to to look at that. And it doesn't matter. The people that lost everything, you got people that couldn't afford to go and buy food. And then when you look on go in the store and look on the shelf, where was the food? That is true. I was still working during when the pandemic first started. I was still working, but I wasn't even getting my full hours. But it was mandatory because we had, you know, people who place orders online. So we had to be there to fill those orders for them to be shipped out. And we it was me and the store manager, just the two of us working every day 
So some people benefited, some people didn't. My concern is not for the ones that did benefit because the ones that did benefit, what exactly did they do to help the ones that was not? That is true. But that's, but that's between them and God, right? It's between them and God. Sister Tamaya, what are your thoughts on some of this information, some of those statistics that uh, I just read? Um, I agree with Miss Michelle said because like right a pandemic, pandemic it was bad and good like you said a lot of people were shopping online a lot of people lost their jobs it was a lot of companies where i say like it shut down because like you said the pandemic the covid really messed it up so but then it was also good because it made people really think for themselves you know it didn't really make a lot of people depend on a lot of people like around people around my age like i said <laughs> A lot of people own, start their own business. So it made them think for themselves and depend on God because, you know, you can just do all that alone. Nope. <laughs> so ladies, who do you think was the, or is the largest demographic of millionaires by race? <laughs> Things that make you go, hmm. Mm. <laughs> okay, no takers. So I'll just tell you, right? Uh, <laughs> by, by race and ethnicity, people who are middle-aged, college-educated, and are Asian have the highest chance of becoming millionaires in the U.S., right? I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> Maybe that's the I'm reason why we're hating on China, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I knew it went us. I'm sorry, go ahead. I said I knew it went us. So I knew I was like, it's not us. It's not us. <laughs> us, us as in the US, yeah. <laughs> but I know who you mean by us. It is estimated. That 22.3% of Asian people with bachelor degrees are or will become millionaires. It didn't say masters or PhDs. It said just a bachelor's degree. Uh, this is especially impressive when compared to the fact that the Asian demographic makes up only about 6% of the U.S. population. Isn't that interesting? Wow. Yeah. They're the highest wow. group of people that are making millionaires, but they only make up 6% of the U.S. population. They must wow. know something we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, it is estimated that 21.5% of people who are uh, Caucasoid, middle-aged, and college-educated are or will become millionaires. This is the second highest of any racial demographic and people who identify themselves as white alone and not Hispanic or Latino make up approximately 60% of the U.S.'s population. But that's interesting. 60%, they make up 60% of the U.S. population, but they trail behind the 6% of Asian uh, U.S. population. That's pretty interesting. Uh, factoids there. And the last two, bringing up the rear, 
It is estimated that about 6.8% of people who are Hispanic or Latino and are middle-aged and college-educated are or will become millionaires. That's approximately 19% of the U.S. population is Hispanic or Latino. And bring it up to rear, approximately 6.4% of people who are Black, college-educated, and middle-aged are estimated to be or become millionaires, 6.4%. And we stand at around 13% of the U.S. population is Black or African American. Whoa. Wow, wow, wow. wow. Pretty interesting <laughs> stats. Yes, it is. Pretty yes, it interesting is. stats. I will give one thing to the Asian community, and this is something that we Blacks have not figured out yet. The Asian community sticks together. The Hispanic Latin community sticks together. So, what do I mean by stick together? I'm gonna ask you, uh, Sister Tamaya. Work as a team. What, what, what? How do you think that those two demographic groups of people are able to quote unquote stick together? What, what are they doing that we're not doing? I mean, I feel like they're not always going against each other, and then they probably build each other because maybe. As black people, I ain't gonna say everyone, but not all of us like want to see everybody grow or become successful. You know, it's always someone jealous of the next person. So not everybody wants to succeed. Mm. Don't they call that the crab mentality, right? Yeah. No, none of the crabs can get out because every time one gets close to the top, one of the other ones pull them back down. Oh my God! Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? How many black people have come successful and when they went to move away from the quote unquote the hood or some poorer neighborhood that they came from, they were looked down upon as being sellouts and you don't care about yeah. us and blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. And you don't think I don't, about yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Sister Michelle, what do you what do you think? Yeah, uh, as to why they're doing better than everybody else. It's, it's pretty much, I have to echo off of what Tamaya said. We don't know how to come together and work together. You know, I would prefer to have a portion of something than nothing. nothing. And people don't like to see you succeed. They don't. They throw a monkey wrench in ideas you have they throw a monkey wrench in you just trying to better yourself you know wouldn't it be something if people actually took the time out and if you said hey i have this bright idea of an invention they blow it off why is it so difficult for them to say okay how can i help And then on the flip side of that, you might have that person that actually does encourage you to do. And then just as soon as you become successful, you forget about them. So at the end of the day, it turns right back around to people working together. 
And I everybody love, moving forward. Absolutely. And I love both of your uh, answers. Um, I think they were very fluid and really broach what's really happening today. I, I'm going to add, you know, my thought process to that as well. I, I see two issues that are occurring in our African-American communities that the Asian community and the Latin community, Hispanic community doesn't have. Uh, one of those things is history. They have a distinct history that is told of where their people came from, who they are. And when a people know their history, they feel more empowered um, to move forward as a people, number one. Right. Uh, the second one is language. When you have your own language, it causes you to be more isolated into your own communities, right? And mm -hmm. for instance, I, I, you know, I live in New York and we have Chinatown. And if you go into Chinatown and anybody can, but there are certain things that's only indigenous to um, the Asian community in Chinatown. Like for instance, I, I study martial arts and I teach martial arts and, you know, everybody's heard of, um, what, what, what's, what's that you could rub on your Ben Gay? You, you've heard of Ben Gay. Well, they have this thing called um, Tiger Bomb or White Tiger Bomb and everybody's heard of that. Mm -hmm. But what a lot of people don't know is if you, you, you could say, oh, I'm going into Chinatown because I'm going to get the best stuff I can get for my money, the White Tiger Bomb, because I heard that's the bomb, right? And you go in there and you pay a little bit of money and you're going to get a little vial of something that smells interesting and it's going to work okay. And you're going to say, I, I came all this distance and I got this and it works no better than my Ben Gay. But what you don't know is behind closed doors, there's they sell a special product, White Tiger Bomb, where the ingredients of that are grown over 100 years. You don't get that walking off the street being guaylo, meaning other than Chinese. You have to know somebody or be able to speak the language. See, I go in and I tell them who my Gung, my grandmaster is. I tell them what system of martial arts I study. They'll look at me kind of strange for a second. Then they'll go in the back and come out with the good stuff because of my affiliation with my grandmaster, who is Chinese. And he's well known in, in, you know, in, in the Chinese martial arts ar arena. So when you have your, the point is when you have your own language, you have your own money, you have your own neighborhoods, um, you fare better. Now we have our own neighborhoods, but we don't have our own language. We speak the language that was given to us. When we were taken out of Africa, we were speaking other languages. That language was taken from us and we were taught our current language, English or other languages, but that was not our native tongue. So we lose out on um, the brotherhood of each other because of that too. We don't have, we're not speaking Swahili. We're not speaking other uh, dialects of, of African uh, culture. So we, we lose out on, on all that. So moving forward here, um, Washington DC uh, came out with some information in October 27, 2021 about global wealth. Global wealth has grown overall, but at the expense of future prosperity and by exacerbating inequalities. And this is according to the World Bank's new Changing Wealth of Nations report that was released on October 27, 2021. And they released this report pretty much every year and they talk about what's going on in the world. Countries that are depleting their resources in favor of short-term gains 
are putting their economies on an unstable development path. And a lot of that occurred during COVID. I'm going to talk about how. Um, the changing wealth of nations, 2021, tracks the wealth of 146 countries between 1995 and 2018. So this report measures up to 2018 by measuring the economical value of, value of renewable things like natural capital, that's forests, croplands, and ocean resources, non-renewable natural capital, such as minerals and fossil fuels, human capital, which means your earning potential over a person's lifetime, produced, produced capital, such as buildings and infrastructure, and the last one is net foreign assets. Now, here's, here's something that's pretty interesting. According to the report, global wealth grew significantly between 1995 and 2018, and middle-income countries, middle-income countries, not the wealthiest countries, are catching up to the high-income countries. However, growing prosperity has been accompanied by unsustainable management of some natural assets. Low and middle income countries saw their forest wealth per capita decline 8% from 1995 to 2018, reflecting significant deforestation. Meanwhile, the value of global marine fish stocks collapsed by 83% due to poor management and overfishing over the same period. The projected impacts of climate change may even exacerbate these trends even more so. Isn't that amazing? I think it's just, wow. What are your thoughts? That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. It's kind of like I go outside, I open up a can of Mountain Dew, and when I get done, I throw my drink can on the ground when it's a garbage can two feet away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Destroy, destroying our resources. That's how I look at it. I'm not sure if you noticed, Sister Tamaya. This is something we were talking about another one of our DBSG topics. And... By 2030, 80, you know, if you talk to 100 scientists, 85 out of 100 will tell you by 2030, based on population growth, based on deforestation and numbers like I just gave you, based on how we're destroying the oceans, based on how we're destroying the ozone layer, based on greed, capitalism, war, all these things that mankind is doing that is not in concert with how God wants us to live the world is going to be unsustainable for us at that point. We are growing so rapidly that we cannot keep up with the needs. Needs meaning your basic, your Maslow hierarchy of basic needs, food, shelter, clothing, um, safety, none of that, because we're growing too rapidly. We're Mankind is almost like a virus. Everywhere we go, we tear everything apart and ruin it. And we want to go to Mars for what? So we can go up there and tear that up too? Yeah. <laughs> so, right? And and everything, everything is changing too. Like 
I go to the grocery store. I buy some fruit. The cantaloupe, I'll use the cantaloupe. The cantaloupe I bought three weeks ago, it was fresh, plump, juicy, sweet. The cantaloupe I bought two weeks ago, it was sweet. It was juicy. And it it did it didn't hold its consistency. It sh- almost shredded like shredded cheese. So it's like, okay, why does this look like this? Why is this tearing? I'm using a knife to cut it. Why is it tearing? Even if you peel an orange or a mandarin. You know how when you peel it, the skin comes off? Now it has like excessive skin on it. And it's the same way. The texture is different. So that makes me think, I'm like, man, what's really going on? I have three bags of oranges in my refrigerator right now. I open up one. I don't like the way the oranges, the texture of the oranges. It's still sitting there. I open up another one. I'm like, man, this one is the same way, but it's not as bad. That tells me something that's going on. Fruit are grown, supposedly. But what is going on with the earth that and whatever they're doing to the products that's changing the textures, you know, changing the taste. An orange seed is an orange seed. You planted, you water it, you give it some sun. So what is the difference? The difference is the magic number. The magic number is 2%. When you rise above a 2% in global warming, the whole earth changes. And what's happening all over the world, and some of it is due to war. Uh, I, I, you have to admit that. I mean, what's what's happening in Ukraine by Russia invading them is that the um, farmers can't go out and plant their crops because everywhere you go, everything is being bombed. The problem with that is I think around 19, 20 percent of the grains that are coming out of Ukraine go to a lot of European nations. So next year, there's not going to be little to no crop yield, which means those places are going to suffer horribly. In the U.S., we're having famine here in lands and droughts and there's not, not enough rain. And we have record temperatures in places that normally don't even get these type of temperatures. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? Mm-hmm. Sister Tamaya, how, how old are you, may I ask? 21. 21. And I apologize. I know you're not supposed to ask a, a, a lady her age, but you are, I mean, you have the fresh view of, I mean, what, what are they calling people in your generation? Generation mm. X, Generation Z, Generation Y. <laughs> I'm not sure what you're, I think you're Generation Y, but you know, as in, why are you doing that? <laughs> why do I have to, why do I have to put my cell phone down? But um, I, I think your viewpoint 
of, of the young people here. Because if you want to know how well a society is doing, you only have to look at the youth. You don't have to look any farther than that. Just like in a church, if, you, if a church is successful, it's because they have a very strong, firm youth program. Because I'm, I'm 50, I'll be 57 this year. I, I don't. I have no illusions that I'm going to be here for another 57 years. I already know I'm not. I don't want to. I want to go back home and see Jesus. But <laughs> you know, what are we leaving behind for you guys? How do you? How do 21 year olds look at what's happening around them? What, what, what's your What's your viewpoint, Sister uh, Tamaya? I mean, personally, I don't think a lot of people care what's going on. Some people do because they'll take more care or really look and think what's going on. But I can't talk, I can't speak for everyone, but, you know, it's, you can honestly say it's, it's going downhill. <laughs> like, it's not getting no better. But, it's, yeah, that's basically like one thing. One thing that I can say to to add to that is in a place where we where we work, we see a ton of young people. You see some young people that is very kind, very polite. You know, they don't try to, you know, get out of character with you. You have some that come in, they disrespectful. They don't care what they say. You got little kids in strollers, little toddlers running around, and they speak as if those children aren't there. So it's, a, it's honestly a 70-30. 70 on the negative front from what I see. And this is my opinion. 70 on the negative, 30 on the positive. Because it's what we encounter. We, you know, being in customer service, this is something that you see on a daily basis and you have to ask yourself why when you encounter someone with a negative behavior why are they that way what didn't they receive whose fault they didn't receive it knowledge communication understanding and this very 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 important thing listening young people get a bad rep they really do they get stereotyped but i see more people in my age group that is worse then that 70%. <laughs> so you have to ask yourself, if they're worse than that 70%, then you should also know the reason why 
we have that 70%. It starts with us. It starts at home. Do you communicate with your kids? Do you talk to them? We're in a, a technical age where kids are always in their cell phones. You barely see children go outside and play. People can't say, well, it's too dangerous to go outside and play. How? When you could be sitting in your house and somebody drive by shooting and bullets coming in your house. What's the difference? Or you could be in church and somebody can go in and hold up your church. Which church, happened. Yeah, which just happened. So at the end of the day, there is no safe place. It isn't. All we can do is be cautious, stay prayed up, and show forgiveness. Amen. Very uh, beautiful insight uh, from both of you of what's uh, you know what's happening with our our youth and the parents who I agree with you, Sister Michelle, who are failing. Uh, those youth, their youth, their kids, and the proper raising of children. Um, one of the stats I pulled up of you know what's going on in the world is called Land by the Numbers. It's under this uh, article, Insatiable Greed, Degrading Land Around the World by Matt McGrath. And it came out in 29 April, 2022. So here's some stats about that, Land by the Numbers. Just 1% of farms control 70% of the world's agricultural land, while 80% of all farms are under two hectares, which is a unit of measure. Uh, around 700 billion, 700 billion is paid in agricultural subsidies each year, but only around 15% has a positive impact on natural capacity or biodiversity. So where's the rest of the money going to? Uh, at least 70%, of the clearing of forested areas for agriculture between 2013 and 2019 was done in violation of natural laws, 70%. Food systems have been the single biggest cause of damage. And if you, you know, you, I went back and I read that list uh, for your natural capital, non-renewable natural capital, human capital, produced capital, uh, at the top of that list is food systems. Food systems has been the single biggest cause of damage, being responsible for 80% of the deforestation and 70% of freshwater use. 70% of freshwater use. What does that mean? I'm going to give you an interesting stat that I found out. And we talked about this on another Bible study. You know that uh, marquee, who is that? Is that uh, McDonald's over 2 billion served or Burger King has that marquee that says over 2 billion served, right? Have mm -hmm. you both seen that? Mm -hmm. For every hamburger, and most of them are not that good, for every <laughs> little of those little hamburgers, it, it takes around seven liters of water to make that one hamburger. Wow. So if there's one restaurant <laughs> or chain, I assume it's the chain if you're saying over 3 billion served, because I don't think no one restaurant can do 3 billion in a year. So if the whole chain of all their restaurants did 3 billion, you take that 3 billion, multiply that times seven, 
And that's how many liters of water went out to make those hamburgers. And the list, if I read the whole list to you, will blow your mind. But if you go listen to some of our other DBSG podcasts, you will find that information in Why Mankind Will Fail. It was a two-part series that the DBSG put out as to why mankind is failing. And this, what I just read you tied into some of that. And I went much further into the trenches as to exactly what's happening, how we're overutilizing our resources, land and water, as to why we're not going to make it. We'll be lucky if we make it to 2030. 2030 was just a rich, fat uh, guesstimate that most scientists have given. The polar caps are melting. Global warming, global warming, global warming. We now had a pandemic. I'm going to go into that a little bit later here. I mean, it's just a lot of stuff going on. We, we had recession, depression. I mean, it, this it's a lot of crazy things going on. The question is, is there hope for mankind? Well, at the COP26 in Glasgow, the COP26 in Glasgow, political leaders, political leaders from around 130 countries promised, promised to work to stop deforestation and land degradation by 2030. Well, it's 2022. They got eight years to say, uh, I think I'll take this seriously now. What happens if most of us, most countries don't do it until 2029? Do you honestly feel that those great oil producing companies who are fracking and doing all this other stuff want to go to solar powered, battery operated cars and lose a lot of money? You think they're ready to turn over trillions of dollars of revenue? Absolutely not. Ooh, Most of them are tied in with the lawmakers who are continuing to keep the laws because we should have been on, you know, solar powered cars came about probably 30, 40 years ago. But every time there's a scientist who steps up and devises, there was a scientist who devised a car that runs on tap water. And if I'm not mistaken, he was killed. I don't think he died of natural causes. He was killed. They either buy your idea from you and put it in a vault somewhere. Or if you don't want to sell it to them because you want to put it out there and make the whole world free, the powers that be will wipe you off of this planet. Listener, you don't have to take my word for it. Go and research how some of these scientists have had these crazy, mysterious things happen to them. I'm not buying that, you know, oh, I had this wonderful idea and I'm about to put it out. Some company wants to buy it from me. I tell them no. And all of a sudden I die of mysterious natural causes. Yeah, you keep thinking yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> keep yeah. thinking that. <laughs> Some $19 billion has been committed to support regenerative agriculture from both public and private sources. It's not, it's not going to be enough. So the U.S. has only committed $19 billion, but yet we pay $700 billion in subsidies every year. In other words, Farmer John, you, you know, you've got all these crops. We don't know what to do with them. So just burn them. Just burn them. And here's uh, $2 million for your problems, for your, for your troubles. That's happening. I'm telling you guys, that's happening right yeah. underneath our noses. So while they're saying- It's not surprising. No, it's not. It's not. Uh -uh. And there was one 
I think he was a geologist who said, I think he was an Asian geologist. He's probably rich, right? Asian geologists, uh, I think 10 years ago, back in the 90s, that said if the whole world went green right now, we still wouldn't make it. We are past that tipping point. It's just that the powers that be are too cowardly to come out and tell us ordinary Joes the real truth. The truth. Right. Right? With the youth, they say, oh, we'll just put this, this fancy new tech in front of your face and you won't pay attention to what we're doing. For us middle class, oh, we'll, we'll pay you a few dollars and cut you a little back. Here, here's here's a uh, you know three hundred fifty dollar check. Thanks for thanks for supporting us. We 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 really love you. We really love you. Oh, for you, let's overturn Roe versus Wade. Oh, for you, let's legalize uh, homosexual marriage. They do all these little things, right? to keep the masses happy so that the masses aren't paying attention to what they're doing. One of the cutest, funniest, biggest things that they're doing right now is within political systems. You got your Republican party, the main parties in America, Republican party, your Democratic party, right? And in my personal opinion, there's only one party, actually two, they're very rich and they're very poor. Donald Trump is very rich. But so is Nancy Pelosi. Did you know Nancy Pelosi is worth over $200 million? But she never talks about her wealth. Why? Because Nancy Pelosi wants to come off, I'm just like you. I'm an ordinary gal just like you. No, you're not. You're an elitist. If you're worth over $200 million, you don't understand what it's like for me to go to the store and can't afford to buy any milk. I'm, so, I'm just saying, right? right? You, do, you do not even know the price of a gallon of milk. <laughs> Because you do not see it. I can tell you how much it costs right now. It's $3.96 right now. <laughs> so, Nancy, if you're listening, that's how much milk costs right now. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I mentioned, ladies, who, if we're not going to make it, who's behind? Who's pulling the purse strings? behind what's happening in America. Before I mention who, I want to tell you a little story. You remember the Great Depression back in the early 1900s? Yes. There, the Great Depression occurred, and they, they tell their little story in the history books about it. They don't tell you the whole story. So, um, the whole story not. is we got out of it because some rich, wealthy family, I'm not going to mention who, basically sold America. What do I mean by sold America? Well, we've all become indentured servants to the queen, the queen family, to England. And people say, oh, you know, Brother Fred, what are you talking about? That's heretic. That's just hearsay or blah, blah, blah. Well, one of the things I mentioned at the beginning, listener, we use psychology. Psychology, like Occam's razor, if you're presented with a problem, the most logical conclusion is usually the truth. So think about this, the War of 1812, British versus the, the colonists and all that stuff that went down back then. And then all of a sudden we got into a skirmish with them and then we kicked their little butts and then they left us alone after that. That doesn't make any sense. Why? Because England had all the power, money and everything. We, you know, the 
colonists that came over here were a very small group of renegade people. Okay? You have hundreds of thousands of soldiers at your disposal in Mother England. All they had to do is get on the boat and come over here. But all of a sudden, this little group of people kicked your butt, and you just said, uh, uh, I'm sorry, we, 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 we're just going to leave you be. They didn't leave us be. I'm going to explain why shortly as to why they didn't. But one of the things they did is when the Great Depression occurred and Mother England decided to get us out of it, what they did is, and everybody has one, why do you, where do you think birth certificates came from? A birth certificate, if you look at it, it's like a deed. Have you ever looked at your birth certificate and looked at your <laughs> homeowner deed? It looked pretty doggone similar. Similar. <laughs> right? It sure does. Yep. <laughs> so you're in you're an indentured servant to Mother England. And you know what the funniest part is, Saints? We are, America does something and we think that England is lagging behind us. We're gonna do this in the world. And England goes. We'll, we'll support you and do it too. America says, we're going to go over here and do this. And he goes, we're right there with you, America. Yeah, right. You keep thinking right. that, listener. <laughs> <laughs> Europe owns us. The queen. Every, hey, every time you're watching the movie and they say, and it's an English-based movie, and they say, God bless the queen. You should raise your Kool-Aid or your, your beer too, because you're still serving under the queen too here. Oh my goodness, people are so lost. It's just amazing. But the group I want to tell you about is the New World Order, the NWO, the New World Order. And when I was researching this, you know, of course they throw around that word, um, you know, it's just a, a theory. It's just a theory. It's just a theory. Well, I'm going to throw some facts at you that are going to get you to go, hmm, because these are things you can look up for yourself. I'm not making these things up. These are things that are real right here in front of us. What they're hoping, organizations like the New World Order, is that the ordinary, average, everyday person is too stupid to, to connect the dots and to call them on it. I was one of those ones too. But what happened is right around 2017, when the Revelation 12 sign occurred in second heaven, which is outer space, we went over that in another episode, exactly what happened. God lifted the veil of ignorance off of man. So believers who really wanted to know, he did a matrix-like thing and downloaded all that information to you. And that's what happened to me. And I've spent from 2017 to now unrattling some of the things that God put in my head. And listener, you can say, oh, that sounds hokey. I don't believe in any of that. If you really believe in God, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because we right. serve an awesome and powerful, almighty God. And man, man to God is like man to an ant. Ant being man, man being God. Do you worry about an ant? The only time you really worry about an ant is when one bites you. Other than that, right. you don't even notice them. When you're walking around outside, when you went to your car this morning, Sister Michelle, did you notice any ants on the sidewalk? No, I only noticed a spider. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and you kindly got out of his way, didn't you? I kindly kept walking. <laughs> no one sees the ant unless you go looking for him. Unless one walks across the wall in your house while you're watching TV, mm -hmm. bites your foot while you're driving, 
or you have a mound that just shows up in your yard. Most mm -hmm. people need to notice ants. I'm not saying, listen, that God doesn't notice us because he did. But God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. So if that doesn't tell you how much God loved us, nothing else will. Okay? But the new world order is here. It's been around for a long time. There's different groups that are part of the new world order. One of those groups is the Freemasonry, the Masons, you're doggone right. The Latin wow. phrase, Nobus Ordo Seclorum, that appears on the reverse side of the Great Seal since 1782. And guess where else it is? It's in the back of a $1 bill since 1935. Yeah, yeah. And it translates to New Order of the Ages. And it alludes to the beginning of an era when the United States is an independent nation state, but conspiracy theorists often mistranslate that as the New World Order. Well, that's exactly what it is. It's the new world order. There's also on the, on the dollar, on the back of the dollar, you've got the, the all-seeing eye, that pyramid eye. with the eye in it. That's the Illuminati, which is another part of the new world order is the Illuminati. They were an enlightenment age secret society founded by university professor Adam Westphalt on 1 May 1776 in the upper Bavaria, Germany. Back to England. Did you know that uh, Beyonce and her husband are Illuminati? Wow. Beyonce and her husband, Jay-Z, are Illuminati. They only accept- I've heard that. They own, why do you think they're all doing those pyramid symbols? When you see those rap stars step up and they do those pyramid symbols? God be the glory. Hey. Another group is the Protocols of the Elders of Zion. You never heard of them, have you? <laughs> They're an anti-Semitic canard, originally published in Russia in 1903, alleging a Judo-Masonic conspiracy to achieve world domination. Uh, They're purported to uh, have secret meetings of a cabal of Jewish masterminds, which has co-opted Freemasonry and is plotting to rule the world on behalf of all Jews, because they believe themselves to be the chosen people of God. I'm telling you right now, uh, family, not all these Jewish people running around here are the real Jews. Some of them belong to these protocol, protocols of the elders of Zion and other groups who claim to be of Jewish descent. And they're all about world domination. When I when we did that two-part study about the... the um, why mankind will fail, I went into some of that. And this is not stuff I'm making up. Once again, you can research any of this stuff for yourself. These groups actually exist. Another one is the round table during the second half of Britain's imperial century between 1815 and 1914, English born South Af African businessman, mining magnate and politician Cecil Rhodes. You ever heard of the Rhodes Scholar? advocated the British Empire re-annexing re re the United States of America and reforming itself into an imperial federation to bring about a high power and lasting peace. Lasting world peace, that is. In his first will, written in 1877 at the age of 23, he expressed his wish to fund a secret society known as the Society of the Elect that would advance this goal. Fast forward to present time, the Pope came here in 2015. 
He came here for, for many different reasons. He spoke in front of the UN about world peace. And then he had a closed door meeting with the elect, the new world order. At that point in time, the new world order was finalizing their plans as to how they're going to take over this globe by 2030. Just recently, they pushed that back to um, 2025. I'm not sure exactly why, but there's obviously something going on uh, that kind of tells them they need to move a little faster in what they're doing. One of the members of that group, and you can go research this too, is Bill Gates. Now, in 2019, this is before the pandemic, you two, you two are still with me? Of course. Can I get an amen? Amen. In, tw in 2019, before the pandemic hit, Bill Gates came out and made this public statement of how the world should conduct itself during a pandemic. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Bill. The last pandemic we had was in right around World War I. 1912? 1917. 1917. 1917, yeah. Spanish influenza? Yeah, the Spanish flu. And before that, it was the bubonic plague. Now, all of a sudden, and you know, you're talking about hundreds of years or a minimum of 100 years between each one. All of a sudden, this guy is talking about and spending a lot of time talking about pandemics. Now, Bill Gates is a computer guy. He's a computer geek, one of the best in the world, one of the smartest computer minds in the world. He, I have a science, back, science background. I'm a clinical laboratory uh, scientist. I know a lot about viruses. I know a lot about medicine. Bill Gates did something else in 2019. You can look this up. In June of 2019, he put in for a patent on a device it's called WO 2020-060606. WO 2020-060606. On this patent was two things. Now, keep in mind, listener, when you put in for a patent for something that you, you made, you just didn't make it up two weeks before you put in for that patent. More than likely especially on a global scale that he's doing it. He's been working on this for years. Now in this patent is two things. One, the device that will, can read people's brain waves because they're gonna be working from home in other areas. And two, to pay them in cryptocurrency, not dollars. He lives in America in cryptocurrency. Hmm. Mm. So, Mr. It almost appears, listener, that Mr. Gates knew this pandemic was going to come out before it came out. I'm just saying. Go look it up for yourself if you don't believe me. It's very true. It's very real. So. How does the new world order control society? Several ways, money, science, technology, fear, war, uh, many other things, many other things. 
let's talk about money. Let's talk about the pandemic. You got the, both of you got the uh, vaccine. I didn't. Who is that? Sister Michelle. Sister Michelle didn't get the vaccine. Of course not. Shame on you. What are you doing not getting the vaccine? want the vaccine you're gonna kill us all oh my gosh i can't believe you didn't get the vaccine the vaccine is here to to, 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 to save us all we're all gonna die it's the spread of fear the spread of fear do you realize that nine out of ten people who got covid survived it nine out of ten now the one out of ten that didn't a very large number um, to this date is probably, I don't know, seven, 800,000 in America alone that didn't make it. Um, Sister Michelle and I both have had some great losses in our family. Our mother passed away from COVID related symptoms. So listener, I'm not saying that COVID isn't real, but the spread of fear is real. I am not saying that the vaccines don't work. I am a scientist. I know how vaccines work. They do work, but the illusion that you got to have this or or you're not going to make it is is part of the big lie that was told and it kept both sides off balance because you know like i i like what chris rock said once he said we can cure a lot of things which we really haven't right but the money is in the medicine so we ain't really trying to cure anything. It's, it's like, because why cure things when you can just have people paying a crazy amount of money to get the medicine? You know how much money Big Farmer made with HIV came out? You know how much money Big Farmer made during COVID? I'm going to give you the numbers. Big Pharma, the pharmaceutical company Pfizer, expects to earn up to $26 billion this year from the sale of his COVID-19 vaccine. <laughs> Profits for the first quarter, and I think this is from 2021. Profits for the first quarter of 2021 were apparently 44% higher than they were a year ago. So this is in 2021. They, they made, projected to make 26 billion. Similarly- You won't get none of my money. They didn't get your money, did they? <laughs> Similarly. No. Larry, Moderna expects to make 18.4 billion and recorded its first ever profit that year, around that time. So you're talking about first quarter. Wow, just just crazy money, crazy money. And at, at our current, um, where we're at currently with the COVID, the BA5 variant is out. It's probably, they say it's the most dangerous variant that ever came out. And they say that about every variant. Part of what they're saying is true. I can sit here for the next half an hour or so and talk about virology and epidemiology and explain it in scientific terms. And, and nobody will understand me but people in the medical field. But I'm not going to. But I, I like to think of it this way. A, a virus is a simple um, structured creature. And it's trying to survive like everyone else. It's survival of the fittest. So every time a new variant comes out, it's a stronger variant that's trying to survive. So when they say the BA5 variant is probably the worst of the worst, they're probably telling the truth. 
Um, but they don't tell you the whole picture is what I'm saying. Now we got this monkey pox. Now his, this is going to really blow your mind. Do you do either of you know anything about monkey pox? What, what do you think monkey pox is? Sounds sound similar to something like um, chicken pox. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Sister Tamaya, have you ever heard of chicken pox? Well, I'll answer it. Probably most people in her age demographic have never heard of the monkey pox. Most middle-aged people have never heard of the monkey pox. Maybe one or two out of 10 of people in her age demographics may have heard of the chicken pox. Maybe only half of that one or two out of 10 maybe even have gotten the chicken pox. The chicken pox, the monkey pox is really not much different than the chicken pox. To date, no one has died of it. But all of a sudden, they're ready to declare this global, oh, no, we, we got to do something about this because, oh, look, what come out of Africa now. This monkey pox is going to destroy us all. You see the narrative happening because Big Pharma, once again, wants to sit around and monopolize this and make a whole lot of money getting people vaccinated. I know where I work, we started vaccinating people already for monkeypox, and no one has died of monkeypox. No one. So <laughs> monkeypox is a rare disease similar to smallpox caused by the monkeypox virus. It is found mostly in areas of Africa, but has been seen in other areas of the world. It causes flu-like symptoms such as fevers and chills and a rash that can take weeks to clear. Sounds like a chickenpox. There's no proven treatment for monkeypox, but it usually goes away on its own. In the spring of 2003, the first outbreak of monkeypox outside of Africa occurred in the United States in 2003. But you didn't hear about that, did you? No one came on no. the news and said, we just had a news flash. We just had our first outbreak of monkeypox in the U.S. You ain't, you ain't heard anything about it. Mm -mm. A shipment Not at all. Exactly. What they say caused it was a shipment of infected animals from Ghana was imported into Texas. The infected rodents spread the virus to pet prairie dogs, which then infected 47 people in the Midwest. Boo hoo hoo. None of those 47 died. They were all okay. And most of them probably thought they had chicken pox. Anyone can get monkeypox. In Africa, most cases are among children under the age of 15. Outside of Africa, the disease appears to be more common, they call it a disease now, more common in men who have sex with men, but there are numerous cases in people who don't fall into that category. No one has died from this outbreak to date, but Monkeypox can lead to other problems, complications like pneumonia and infections in your brain, encephalitis or eyes, which can be fatal. But to date, no one has died from it. One interesting stat about the pandemic. Many countries are drowning in the burden of debt because, you know, they, they were buying these vaccines like from these big farmer places. Pakistan, for instance, is a major example that took a huge amount of debt from various organizations uh, by various means. The debt that they took is around, I think they said 20, 256 billion. 256 billion they're in debt, 
which is equal to around 98.2% of their gross domestic product, which means whoever they owe owns them. Pakistan is done. So <laughs> it is believed that the new world order is constructing uh, on the base of money will be developed uh, trade. The new, the new thing that the new world order is pushing is trade. The pandemic, in my opinion, was pushed out there, just like this other one is about to happen, and future ones to destroy the American dollar. Because once the dollar is gone, you're going to see an enlightenment in the U.S., where not in the U.S., but the world, I stand corrected, one money, one religion, one belief, one government, one everything. That one is the new world order. Listener, it talks about it in the Bible. This, the Bible was written, or the Torah, because the Torah was, you know, the Bible was written from the Torah. 2,000 years ago, they were talking about the New World Order and put that information in the Bible, and it's happening today. We are in the last days of man. You know, you used to hear your grandmother said, walk around saying, and people were laughing, look at grandma with the crooked wig talking about the world is going to end tomorrow. It, we're very close. They, she was not mistaken. We're very close. Now, the New World Order has a very interesting agenda. I'm going to share my screen with you. So you can read this for yourselves. Give me a second here. Can you guys see this? Yes. Um, yes. Okay. It's New small. World Order agenda. <laughs> Sister Tamaya, what happened to you? <laughs> Still awake? <laughs> yes. Okay. Is, I'll be uh, listening. Is, is any of this... Uh, pretty interesting or yes i like how y'all talk about things that most people wouldn't talk about or some people scared to talk about not like you said like mm -hmm. when you go to school or you will learn about the same thing all over again but they won't get in detail right amen we're not going to read all of these but these are um there's basically 17 goals that the New World Order is pushing. I'm going to read just a few of these. End all poverty in all forms everywhere. End hunger, achieve food security, and improve nutrition and promote sustainable agriculture. Ensure healthy lives and promote well-being for all at all ages. Ensure inclusive and equitable quality education and promote lifelong learning opportunities for all, achieve gender equality and empower all women and girls. Put on the brakes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to read anymore. They are basically trying to sell us this cornucopia of well-being and earth and energy and it's going to just be great and life is going to be beautiful. But you know what? I, I don't want their plan. I want Jesus's plan. Because the problem with their plan is, if you look further Jesus down God. on my page here, at what price? At what price? What am I going to have to give up to let you guys give me this, this cornucopia of great peace and nirvana and everything else? What are we going to have to give up? The answer is everything. 
everything. Do you realize that when the new world order takes over, they're going to tell you who to pray to, when to pray. They're going to get rid of the Bible. They're going to be doing all these sorts of all sorts of crazy stuff. Perfect proof of that is this. Most in America, most churches go to church which day? On Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Sunday, though, is not the holy holy day. In the Bible, sure it says, isn't. remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. On the, right. you know, we use the Gregorian calendar, 365 days a year calendar. They use the Luna Sola calendar. The Luna Sola calendar is the same every month. The days are the same. So the holy days are the 1st, the 8th, the 15th, the 22nd, and the 29th. Research it for yourself if you don't believe me. Thus, those are the, those are the Sabbath days. And it is the same every month. It is not Sunday. Sunday, <laughs> Sunday came about from the sun god Ra. Just like when you say Amen, you're saying Ah to, to Amen Ra, Amen Ra, sun god Ra. That's where Amen came from. That's why you hear me say Amen, A M E I N. You ever notice that, Sister Michelle? Whenever I reply, I never, I never noticed that. I apply, I reply A-M-E-I-N because I'm not giving any credit to an Egyptian god. That's the sun god Ra. Research it for yourself. That's where it came from. That's Entomology, the root, you know, the root word. Absolutely. So this is what the new world order group looks like. And uh, <laughs> listener, you can't see this slide I just put up. But I'm going to read, I'm going to start from the top and work my way down. Ancient mystery religion. That's your ancient uh, Babylon, Greece, Egypt, all forms of pantheism. You got Kabbalism, Gnosticism, the Knights Templar, which is your, pretty much your, the basis of your Christian church. Rosicrucians, the Freemasonry and Illuminati. And then you have all sorts of other Theosophical societies and occultisms, just like the ancient mystery religions, moves over into witchcraft, sorcery, divination, spiritualism, most occult practices, and your Eastern religions, which include Hinduism and Buddhism. From the Freemasonry side, it pulled in Marxism, American and European secret political societies. I just mentioned some of those earlier. International banking elite the big banks, the World Council of Churches. Do you know that the, the big churches in the Midwest are the ones who signed off on Trump becoming president of the United States? Because Trump, they wanted two things. They wanted to eliminate Roe versus Wade or overturn it. And they wanted somebody to do something about homosexual marriage and, and everything else. And instead of getting on, the, instead of keeping their Bibles open and getting on their knees and looking up to Jesus like they should, they put their hope and faith in man. And man brought to them this gentleman named Donald Trump. We did do another study about who Donald Trump really is. And that one will blow your mind, listener. You had to go listen to that one. But Donald Trump was written about in the Bible, believe it or not. And not because he's the savior of all. He's not that. Donald Trump... He's a sociopath. 
he definitely is a sociopath. Anybody that cares so much about themselves that he's willing to call retarded people ignorant is not a nice person. I don't care how else you slice it or dice it. If that was your child being retarded sitting in the wheelchair, Trump lover, you wouldn't appreciate that gentleman calling your child stupid. So that's all I'm going to say about Mr. Trump. I Personally, I like him because he's a New York product. I'm living in New York. But, you know, that's all that needs to be said about him. But the World Council of Churches, especially one in America, put him out there. And that's who we wind up having as president. And he did some things well, most things not so well. <laughs> that is our new age movement. Everything I just read to you goes, culminates at the base called the New World Movement. And that is happening right under our eyes. So what can the present day church do to stop the New World Order and this uh, movement? To be honest with you, overall, nothing, because man has to fail so that God or Jesus can succeed. Jesus said, I am coming back to save the world. If the world can save itself, then why do we need Jesus? And if we right. don't need Jesus, then everything that he was all about is a lie. Everything that God is about is a lie. And none of this is real. So man is not going to succeed. I could have read that whole list of 17 to you, listener, and they're not going to achieve hardly any of those. They're not going to. They're selling us a box of goods because here's the thing I learned, and I'm, I'm retired military, and every military member, whether you be special ops all the way down to the secretary um, that's in uniform, we learn anti-terrorist tactics. And one of the tactics or theories they taught us about terrorism is this. You don't have to go in and blow up a whole country like the way uh, Russia is invading Ukraine to create fear. All you have to do is shoot the right person. It's not how many people you shoot, it's who you shoot. World War I was started because of Archduke Ferdinand, I can remember Austria, was assassinated on a street in a motorcade. He was assassinated. That started World War I. One man. <laughs> and it escalated into a war where millions of people died. So it's not how many people you shoot, it's who you shoot. But there are things we are expected to do or can do as believers of Yeshua HaMashiach that we should be doing every day to help people get ready for the return of Christ, our, our Lord and Savior. Uh, Sister Michelle, read the first one on the list. I can't see it. It is too small for me to see. Okay. Uh, Want me to read it? Yeah, go ahead, Sister Tamaya. Go ahead and read it. Michelle don't have her glasses on. Actually, she does. <laughs> you can you got go her eyes closed. She's said. praying. Oh. <laughs> okay, I can open it up. I can see it. I can see it. Do you see it? Okay. My apologies, right. you guys. Okay. <laughs> so, number one, repent. This is the first and most important step. Only those who have been born again will be raptured. This means that if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, you will be left behind. So stop right now and invite Jesus Christ into your life. Amen. 
Sister Tamaya, go ahead and read the next one. It said, number two, be holy. God is holy. He expects his children to be holy. He says this into one. Peter 1, verse 16, be ye holy for, her, for I am holy. Determined to live a life that is pleasing to God, a life that aligns with his word. That means that we need to study his word so we can know the kind of life he wants us to live. Amen. And I'll read the last one. Number three, warn others to repent and be holy. Listener, this is called the Great Commission. This is the one thing that Jesus, I mean, you, you got the two great commandments. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. And love thy neighbors and love thyself. The commission, the great commission is go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's Mark 16, 15. Jesus commanded his followers to tell others about him. He is the only way to be saved. Being saved means not only be saved spiritually, but to be saved also physically. Because remember, believers were not appointed to that hour of wrath. I think that's in Ezekiel. Meaning when, when Jesus comes, when God comes back with that wrath of fire, the great tribulation period, the church is not going to be here. And I know there's a lot of people who sit around and talk about pre-mid-trip, this, that trip. We're going to go over that in another study as to what's really going to happen. But why would God be inside of us as the Holy Spirit, but then turn around and let Satan, because during the tribulation period, he's going to give full reign to Satan to conquer this earth, to include Christians. Why would you want to sign up with a God that's going to let, that'd be like you getting married, right? Or me having a wife. I get married to this wife that I love more than anything. And I say that because we are the bride of Christ. But yet, I'm going to let every man in the neighborhood come and sleep with my wife. Wow. Would you, you do you think she would want to marry me? Of course not. <laughs> I don't think so. So that means it's psychology 101. <laughs> when the tribulation occurs and Satan is here wrecking this planet, he's even going to destroy some of God's people. The church, because of the spirit inside of us, is not going to be here. Period. And I'm going to go over that in great detail in another lesson. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It's John 14, 16. Listener, believers, tell others that Jesus is the only way to be saved. Once they have come to Christ, teach others to live holy lives so that they too will experience the joy and abundant life in Christ. Whether you come out directly in sin or you walk into a coffee shop and don't say anything at all, the spirit of God inside of us precedes us and it goes out and starts ministering to people as soon as you walk into a space. You know how you can tell? Because people will walk up to you and say, there's something about you I just can't figure out. You have a certain energy about you. You have a certain way about you. And people who are evil, flat out evil, who are Serving Satan, get very agitated just by you walking into a room. I find that to be amazing because I've seen it happen. Although 
We do not know the time of the Lord's return. All signs indicate that it is very, 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 very close. But even if it is not, um, any one of us could die at any moment. So we are not promised tomorrow. So get yourself right with God today, now, before it's too late. And listener, you, uh, you can't see this, but I have a picture of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, um, carrying his cross. He carried the cross and was crucified on Calvary for every last one of our sins. Every woman, chick, or child that has ever existed on this planet, he went as the sacrificial lamb sent by God for all of our sins so that you only have to die once and not twice. What do I mean by once? When you're closing your eyes, you take your last breath on this planet. And lo, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, thou art with me. Meaning that you're already, when your body is still dying, your spirit is looking at heaven. Even Stephen, Stephen was being stoned to death and looked up and they said that heaven opened up to him, which means his body was still there physically being stoned. His spirit was already up there with Jesus. It, isn't that good news? I mean, come on. That's, that's a beautiful thing. You could be drowning. Before your body suffers the, the indignity of dying, Jesus said, up. Oh, you're mine. Come on up here. I got you. And he has his arm around you talking to you while your body is, is in that pool drowning in a foot of water. Amen. What an awesome God we serve. Listener, if you don't know Jesus, doesn't that sound beautiful? Do you know where you're going to go when you leave this planet? Have you given any thought to that? Right? You may be young and beautiful and have the whole world in front of you today, like Sister Tamaya, but she's a believer. But you can get hit by, you can get into a car accident and die. There are young people dying of COVID. Tomorrow's not promised to anyone. Gun violence is rampant all over America right now. It's one of the most dangerous places in the world to live. There's a lot of people going back to their host countries because living in the U.S. has become too dangerous for them. Amen. But we don't have to fear any of that. We don't. Because we serve the Lord by God. Any closing thoughts from either of you before we uh, say our final prayer and close this out? Sister Michelle, will, you go first. Thy will be done. That's it. On earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Amen. Sister Tamaya, what do you think? She, just from like everything yeah what do you think about this, the word that god put out there for us to talk about and what are your thoughts and what do you think that uh you know we should be doing with our lives talk to the young people out there maybe they'll listen to you <laughs> right i mean like he said it's no such thing as gonna be a promise tomorrow so i feel like you should start somewhere to you know know god and just know him because he's he's there even regardless even you don't believe him or not so it's no I don't I don't believe when people say you know you're lucky you know it's no such thing as luck I'm blessed you know and 
like I said, the things I've been through, it's like, it's a reason why I have a relationship with him. And like I said, it started somewhere with me at a young age. So, and I wouldn't change it for nothing in the world. Amen. Amen. We are all saved by grace. Amen. We're all saved by grace. So, Sister Michelle, I, I want you to uh, uh, take us out in prayer. But before we do, listener, you can find us on Podbean. That's where I record this into Podbean. Uh, we're also on, um, uh, I think, Amazon Music. We're on iHeartRadio. You can find links on um, uh, Twitter. There's links that are on YouTube. You can find the videos on YouTube and other venues that you like to listen to. So come on out and hear the word and fellowship with us while you're listening to the word. Um, this is not, we don't put out videos. We put out audio so you can play this in your car and hear our wonderful voices and, and the message that God wants us to uh, put out. So thank you for being with us and come and see us again. And Sister Michelle, it's all yours. Heavenly Father, we come to you on this day thanking you in advance for giving us all of the grace, strength, wisdom, and understanding to complete what you ask of us. I wish everyone to be safe, to be giving, to be thoughtful, to be loving. Bless our spiritual selves bless your children in your name amen amen and listen we want to thank you for coming out and listening to us and supporting dbsg continue to listen to our podcast and spreading god's good news sister tamaya you're always welcome to come back and fellowship with us i, I love your yes. spirit i can, feel, <laughs> I can come feel it through the airwaves here you are a wonderful young soul and come back and see us anytime amen and amen this uh, concludes another chapter of the discipleship bible study group dbsg thank you amen.